man what's up guys um back again difficult conversations um hope y'all like last week's episode um i was really proud of that one um again you know just continue to like share and subscribe uh you know again new this content creation thing just trying to find my place in it but seems like people are really taking a liking to what I'm saying, so let's continue to put that out there again, open to guests, open to suggestions on topics, I want to talk about anything, um, this, this episode is going to be about the NBA, I'm going to talk about who my MVP is so far, the season ended today, who I think would win. And I will talk about whether LeBron James is truly the greatest of all time. I mean, as y'all know, um, not too long ago, 30,000 points, 8,000 rebounds, 8,000 assists. That's, that's pretty damn impressive. So I'm going to get into that. Thank y'all for sharing this with me. And um, hope y'all enjoy. <clears throat> All right, so, man, who's my MVP right now? Dwayne Wade. That's the end of the podcast. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Man, my MVP right now, honestly, man, James Harden. Who else would it be? I mean, think about the people who are in the running right now. It's James Harden. It's LeBron James. It's Anthony Davis, Greek Freak, and who else? Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, no, Russell Westbrook would probably be the next person in line. Um, let me break this down. Let me go through all of them. So, Russ, right? Why is he not MVP? <clears throat> Man, I just think he started the season off too slow. I feel like he very well could be in the top two right now. We all know Russ is a baller. We all know Russ is the most athletic player in the NBA. <coughs> the most athletic person to ever play basketball, in my opinion. Um, guy's a spark plug. He's a workhorse. He, you know, he does everything right. I mean, his, his game has come so far since he's first entered the NBA, if you really think about it, uh, from his decision-making to his, his outside shooting to his even, even his defense, man. Um, but I think he started the season off too slow. I mean, we all know at the beginning of the season, you know, him, Melo, and Paul George – they were they're playing it's like they're playing footsie with each other, man. It's like, you know, I feel like neither of them wanted to step on anybody's toes. I feel like they all tried too hard to play together as opposed to realizing that, hey, out of all three of us, Russ is that dude. So let's let's let him lead the team. And we'll get what we can get outside of that. You know what I'm saying? 
But I think now, I feel like the Thunder have kind of figured that out. But I think it's a little bit too late, man. I think it's too late. I mean, he's close to averaging a triple-double. I mean, let me look up his stats right now. I mean... Right now for the season. Sorry, my my connection is terrible right now. Jesus. My data. I need to get limited data, man. For real. I just waiting, waiting. Well, well, I'll 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 tell you after that. Once I once I have it pulled up, I'll I'll get into that but I mean he's averaging close to a triple double I mean theoretically he could pull it off and average a triple double for the season again which would be absolutely insane two straight seasons averaging a triple double how could you not give an MVP but that right there right shows just how how saturated the NBA is right now with talent that a guy who is all to the purpose is going to average a triple double, right? All in terms of purposes is going to happen. He's going to average a triple double. He's at what, like fourth or fifth right now on my list. So let's get into the others. Greek free, right? <sighs> I'm a huge Greek freak fan, man. I think I think Giannis Antetokounmpo is at some point in his career going to be regarded as the best player in the NBA. I truly believe that. I mean, look at he's a he's a seven foot point guard who can get to the basket at will, who is long, can defend, right? Has a handle, can assist and rebound. The guy, he, he, I mean, he's literally like a seven-foot Russell Westbrook in a way. Probably a little better, probably a little better of a decision maker. Um, he's a, he's a clutch guy. The guy can score in a clutch. The only thing hindering him is his outside shot. I mean, once, once Giannis Antetokounmpo gets an outside shot, it's over. It's a wrap for the NBA. I've been saying that for years. Once dude can hit threes at a consistent clip, I'm not talking, I'm not saying anything crazy like 40%. I'm saying shoot 35%. If you can get between 33, 35% from three, I don't see anybody stopping this dude. I, he's, he's unguardable. He's unguardable. Why isn't he my MVP right now? Because the Bucks are widely wildly underachieving they are underachieving right think about last year right think about last year with the okc thunder why did russ win the mvp yeah he averaged a triple double but you know what's even more impressive that's the thunder overachieved that team was terrible i don't care what anybody says that thunder team last year was awful you take Russell Westbrook off that team, that's barely an NBA team. 
That team was terrible without Russ. And Russ somehow was able to get them to a six seed in the Western Conference. After losing, arguably, the greatest scorer of all time, still gets his team to the sixth seed. Who was the second best player? Steven Adams. Steven Adams was your second best player. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Steven Adams. I like him. He's a good player. He's a real good player. He belongs on an NBA team. He, be- he should be starting on any NBA team. Without a a uh, uh, all star caliber center or power forward, Stephen Adams is really Stephen Adams is really good. <coughs> Sorry, but come on now, he can't be a second best player. Now, if you plan on winning the championship, now if you plan on going deep into the playoffs. He can't be a second best player. He can't. Russ was able to do it. And I don't care that they got bounced in the first round. Because that team, in my opinion, shouldn't, shouldn't have even made the playoffs. In my opinion, that team should not have made the playoffs. I'm just keeping it real with you. I don't care if they got bounced in the first round, man. Juxtapose that with this Bucks team this year. Look at what they have. They have arguably a top five player right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Especially since Kawhi Leonard isn't playing, right? I think you have to put Giannis Antetokounmpo in the top five right now. You have a sniper in Chris Middleton. You have a pit bull point guard, you know, in uh, in Eric Bledsoe. You have a young up-and-coming athletic center and thought maker. You got Malcolm Brogdon, who was a rookie of the year. Well, last season. And now we got Jabari Parker back. Who, who when he was coming out of college, people thought, you know, he was going to be something, something super special. I still think he got talent. But you got all that, right? And the Bucks are struggling to win games. I mean, I watched a Bucks team last night lose to the Wizards without John Wall. Now, I know that the Wizards are playing real good without John Wall, but still, you got all that. On on paper, the Bucks are probably the most talented team in the Eastern Conference. I'm just keeping it real with you. On paper, if you if you look just names, right, you can make a case that the Milwaukee Bucks have the most talented team in the Eastern Conference right now. And they're struggling, man. They're a 500 team. What does that say? That, yeah, Giannis puts up these monster numbers, these monster stats, but they don't lead to wins. It's not substantive. He's not a guy who's going to carry you. And I think that's, and I really do think that we have to take that into account when we talk about MVPs.
Next on the list, Anthony Davis. You know, Anthony Davis is another special case where, I mean, talent-wise, you don't get much better than Anthony Davis. I mean, we all know the dude's a stud. The dude's a baller, you know. Um, easily, he, he, he could get 25 and 15 in his sleep, to be honest with you. In his sleep, he can get 25 and 15. On an, on, on an off night, Anthony Davis, at his worst, is probably better than, I don't know, 90 to 95% of the NBA at his best. I'm just keeping it real with y'all. But again, another case of underachieving. I mean, he got a pass for me the past couple years. Even last year. I mean, because they just added Boogie and Boogie was new and they got to figure out how he works into the team. But even before that, he got a pass for me. Because I'm like, I mean, he's the only dude on his team. He's the only star caliber player on his team. I mean, he's a superstar. But he's the only one on his team. No one else can do anything. I mean, Drew Holiday is a nice player. He's a nice player. But he's not even Drew Holiday. He was in Philly. Tyreek Evans wasn't what they thought he was going to be. I'm being honest with you. And now you got DeMarcus Cousins. I know Boogie got hurt recently. I get it. And Anthony Davis has been on a tear as of late. I mean, he's missed to February right now. Who's having a better season in February than Anthony Davis? Nobody. But again, it's the underachiever. You got two twin towers. You got... Before Boogie went down, Pelicans had two legitimate MVP candidates. I mean, Boogie also was having an MVP level season. Like he was going off, man. But they still struggle to win games. How is it that you got not two of the best big men? You got the two best big men. It's not two of the best. Like, you know, like you got the, the, the third and the fifth. But you got one. And two, the two best big men in the NBA. And I know it's not all of them. (laughs) A lot of it's on coaching and the atmosphere they're in. But come on, man. I mean, they're, they're like the antithesis of the Rockets. You know, the Rockets got two elite guards and a bunch of shooters. And... You know, the Pelicans got two of the big men and, you know, a bunch of dudes who can't shoot. So I get that. But still, even in the Western Conference, but still, there is no reason as to why the Pelicans shouldn't be at least a top four team. I mean, the Pelicans should honestly they should be based off of those two. They should be ahead of the Spurs right now in the Western Conference standings. They should. 
I like Anthony Davis. He's a he's a machine. He's a freak. He's one of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen with my own two eyes. But still, I need more from you, man. Not translating to wins. LeBron James. Okay. Also a huge LeBron James fan. I, LeBron James, I love LeBron James. I think on and off the court, he can do no wrong. Theoretically. And he's having an MVP level season. He is. He, he really is playing so well. And he started off the season so well. I mean, dude's hitting threes at a high clip. Dude's just toying with defenders, spinning in the lane, you know, shooting with his with his offhand. It's easy for him. Look at LeBron James play basketball. Seriously, it's easy. It's too easy. He's not my MVP. And I'll tell you why. Because in the month of January, he took that month off. And that, and with that, I can't give him the MVP. I'm sorry. As good as, he, as he's been in February, and he's averaged a triple-double in February. I mean, he's been solid. If Andy Davis has had the best February, LeBron James certainly has the second-best February. But come on, man. You can't take a month off. And I get the whole locker room situation. And Isaiah was talking. And Jay was talking. And Derek was talking. And Dwayne Wade was, you know, in your ear and blah, blah, blah. I get that. I get their distractions. But come on, man. This is what? You're, what, uh, 14 for you? You're a vet. You've been here before, man. You know, people, the, the guys look up to you. You can't quit. You quit. Like, like you know, I, I don't want to say that. He didn't quit. Okay. I, w- I will never accuse LeBron James of that. But he, he was discouraged in January. You could see it. LeBron was discouraged in the month of January. He could have made something out of that team, man. He could have put Isaiah in his place. He could have put D Rose and Jay Crowder in, his, in their places. <sighs> I can't give it to LeBron, man. As much as I love him, I can't give it to him now. But but that this is my next point. James Harden. <clears throat> See, James Harden is having a monstrous season. I mean, between 40-point triple-doubles and the 50-point triple-doubles. And, I mean, he's he's unguardable. You look look at James Harden play. He is unguardable. And, he, and the, he's not the biggest dude. He's not the quickest dude. He's not the strongest dude. He just knows how to play the game of basketball. And I, I, and I hear people say all the time, no, oh, he baits for fouls. He baits for fouls. You know what I mean? But he, he just lives off the foul line. He lives off his free throws. So what? That's a game. You don't like it? Stop him. Deny him the ball. 
James Harden, man, is having an unbelievable season right now. I don't think anybody is playing better than him right now. I mean, especially with that 60-pointer. That 60-point triple-double? I mean, he won it for me right there, man. I mean, it, it was over at that point. I was like, hey, just hit it to him right now. On top of the fact that he kind of got snubbed the past two years, I mean... I mean, last year, you kind of couldn't give it... I mean, Russell averaged a triple-double for the season. No one's done that since the big O. I mean, you, you got to give it to Russ at that point. I mean, I, I, I was also the mindset that, like, hey, you know, if, if Russ averaged 30 points, 10 assists, and 9.9 rebounds, James Harden's my MVP. But, I mean, he averaged a triple-double. You got to give it to him. That's, that's historic. You know what I mean? On top of the fact that there was all this... This narrative about how Russ was a bad teammate and how KD left because of him and how, you know, the franchise babied him and all this other stuff. And the year before, when Steph won, I thought, I, I was I was surprised. I was like, I mean, Steph, Steph had an amazing season. Don't get me wrong, but James Harden, man, like all around, I, I thought, I, I thought you got to give it to him. And and the best part is that the Rockets are winning. The Rockets right now pose the biggest threat to the Warriors. I mean, no, I mean anybody worth their salt would tell you that the Warriors are the best team in the NBA. And they're, they're definitely the favorites to win it all. But I think the Rockets, Rockets have a good chance, like better than a puncher's chance. I mean, they got a real good chance of taking out the Warriors. You know why? Because they can outscore them. They play at a faster clip. They can outscore them. You're not going to stop KD. You're not going to stop Steph. Now, the off chance you do stop them, there's Clay, who's one of the top five shooters in all of NBA history, and... I don't know anybody. I haven't seen anybody who can get as hot as Clay can get. You're talking about a 37-point quarter type dude. And you got Draymond, who might be having an off year this year. But that's still, he'll still give you a triple-double if you're not careful. I'm telling you, man. The Rockets right now are... The second best team in the NBA behind the best player <coughs> and the best point guard. I mean, realistically, they have two point guards, but they got the best point guard, the best player, and the second best team in the Western Conference. He's my MVP. All right. Taking a little break. Um, can you use the bathroom real quick and, um, get back to my next segment? <clears throat> All right. Next segment. And I know this is a tired debate, age old debate right now at this point. But who is the greatest player of all time? Is it Kareem? Is it Bill Russell? Magic Johnson? Larry Bird? 
Will Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, who's the best player of all time? People, it's LeBron James. And I need all you Jordan fans to chill out, man. I'm not arguing who's the most accomplished basketball player of all time. Because that's obviously Jordan, right? I mean, you can make a case for Russell. Russell's got, what, 11 rings? Hey, people say it was a different time. And there was no parity in the league at that point. And, you know, there's only, what, like, like 10 teams or something like that? Like, I get it. So for all intents and purposes, let's say Jordan is the most accomplished basketball player of all time. I'm not arguing that. I can't argue that. Six for six, six MVPs. The regular season MVPs, the Olympic gold medals, the scoring titles. I can never argue that. Jordan isn't the most accomplished player of all time. And I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't know or I, I don't believe that LeBron will ever catch up to him in terms of accomplishments. Accomplishments. But when we're talking about the best player of all time, we're talking about the ability to play basketball. The ability to to play basketball. How could you not say LeBron isn't the best player of all time? Think about it this way, right? <clears throat> First of all, let's look at the playoffs. I know people like to bring up LeBron's playoff record. Oh, you know, he's got five finals losses. And, you know, um, he... he uh, Needs other players around him, blah, blah, this and that. Seriously. Let's, let me start by saying that Michael Jordan has never gotten out of the first round of the playoffs without Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman on his team. Never. Never gotten out the first round of the playoffs. And people will say, you know, oh, the the East was different. The East was, um, the the East was the better conference at that point because you had, you know, Ewing in New York. <clears throat> uh, you had you had the you had Isaiah Thomas's Pistons. I mean, you had Bird in Boston. I get it. The East was stacked. It was. But don't act like the East wasn't stacked when LeBron first came in the league. I mean, you remember those Pistons? Chauncey Billups. Rip Hamilton. Ben Wallace. Rasheed Wallace. LeBron gave them the work, man. This is at the same point Dwayne Wade's in his prime. Dwayne Wade and Shaq are down in Miami, balling. 
Come on now. Come on now. Let's not act like the East was trash. LeBron, maybe the East isn't as good as the West now. And I'll give you that. But for a decent stretch, I mean, you could argue that the West was better, but not that much better. Not that much better. I mean, since LeBron's been in the NBA, in the 14 years that LeBron's been in the NBA, the Western Conference has won eight championships, and the Eastern Conference has won six. So to me, that's pretty even. That's pretty even to me. That's my personal opinion. I don't know. Jordan never got out of the first round without help. LeBron James took a ragtag group of players. He took Daniel Gibson, Larry Hughes, uh, Anderson Varejao, Zadrundis Ogauskas to the finals. Yeah, he got swept by the Spurs. What do you expect? He played the Spurs with Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker in their primes with the Greg Popovich head coach. What did you expect? I commend him for taking that team to the finals. And how, how old was he at that point? 19? 20? Like, like, the, the, come on now. Jordan couldn't have done that. Jordan didn't do that. Jordan needed players. People forget that Scottie Pippen's a top 50 player all the time. No, no matter what. Hey. It was Scottie Pippen guarding Magic Johnson up and down the court, Right. Scottie Pippen, although he was Robin to Jordan's Batman, he's no slouch. Scottie Pippen was one of the greatest two-way players in, in NBA history, whether you want to admit it or not. He was. Scottie Pippen was one of the greatest two-way players, one of the greatest wing defenders in NBA history. Dennis Rodman was a workhorse. Between his defense and his rebounding, come on now. Jordan played with two Hall of Famers. Now let, let's let let let's let's look at another thing, okay? Let's let's talk about worth. What is LeBron James' worth to a team as compared to Jordan's? Let's look at this. Jordan. When Jordan first retired, the Bulls were from what? The, the Bulls, when Jordan first retired, so at this point, Scottie Pippen is the best player on the team, on the on the on the Bulls. The Bulls still win like fifty five games. They're only like two games worse than what they were with Jordan. 
And they had a championship contending team. You're going to tell me dude's the greatest player of all time, supposedly. And when you take him off of his team, that team is just as good. Come on now. How does that sound? LeBron. We've seen it. What happened when LeBron left Cleveland for the first time? They went from a 60-win season, right? They went from a perennial playoff team, a championship contender, to lottery pick after lottery pick after lottery pick. LeBron left Miami. What happened? They went from championship contender to a joke. I don't think Miami... I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Miami even made the playoffs the year after LeBron James left. You talk about team worth. You talk about worth to one's team. How could you sit there and say LeBron isn't worth more to his teams than Jordan was. Even with the teams LeBron are on, look at the teams LeBron is on right now. I mean, go go back to last year. The Cavs couldn't buy a win when LeBron James decided to take a night off. The Cavs couldn't buy a win. Led by Kyrie Irving, who, you know, branched out to be on his own and prove that he himself can lead a team to a championship. They weren't winning with him. They could not win when LeBron James was off the court. They were dysfunctional. The offense didn't flow. No one was no one was energized on defense. Let's look at another factor. Talent and ability. You know, people get caught up in all these crazy analytics and you know, I, I'm I'm not a big analytics guy. I think that, you know, I don't think there's been a team yet who has relied on analytics and has actually reaped fruits of that. I think you go off a basic play and ability, what the guy can do on the court. Let's look at scoring. Is Jordan a better scorer than LeBron? Obviously he is. Obviously, right? But LeBron isn't a scorer. People forget that, that LeBron is not a scorer by nature. He's a facilitator. He's a point guard. Jordan was a scorer. Jordan's thing was get the ball in the basket however way I can. Doesn't matter. LeBron James' mentality is make the right play. Don't take bad shots. 
Get my teammates open. Feed my teammates. Was Jordan a better scorer? Hell yes. But not that much. Not by that much. I mean, he wasn't. Look at the numbers. Jordan only averaged, what, a, a couple more points than LeBron for his career? LeBron's a better shooter from the outside. A better shooter from the inside. You can argue LeBron James is just as good, if not a little bit better of a finisher at the rim. LeBron is for sure more efficient than Jordan ever was. I mean, in the same... I mean, Jordan would take 20 shots to get to 35, where LeBron could take 15. Jordan was a better free throw shooter. I'll give you that. I won't argue that. LeBron was a better three-point shooter. Still is. Playmaking. Come on now. 8,000 assists for his career. And he still has at least another. He, 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 he could play, honestly, another three seasons at this level. And another five to six at a, at at least a top 10 player level. LeBron James makes his teammates better. LeBron James feeds his teammates. And I'll give Jordan this. People don't appreciate how good he was as a facilitator. I mean, Jordan, although that wasn't his game, he could dish. Jordan wasn't a bad passer. I'm not saying that. Jordan could get his teammates involved at any moment. But he didn't do it to the level that LeBron could. LeBron is so good at getting his teammates involved. He could take any ragtag group of players to the finals. Look at look at the team he's on now. I mean, there's really, besides him and Kevin Love, who else is there? Noteworthy, at least. Ronnie Hood is good. But, I mean, he, he's just, he just an, uh, a spark plug role player. Jordan Clarkson. He's good, but another spark plug role player. George Hill, I mean, he's a solid point guard, but that's all he is. He's not He's not anything special. Who else you got? Who? Jose Calderon? Kyle Korver? I mean, like, yeah, solid players, but like I said, it didn't. They don't have the talent of the Milwaukee Bucks. They're not as talented as a team like, um, even Toronto. You could argue that Toronto overall has more talent on the team than the Cleveland Cavaliers do. But he makes something out of nothing, man. Come on now, defense. LeBron James right now doesn't play defense. I'll give you that. Or he let me let me he plays defense when he wants to. Not all the time. But in their primes, 
there wasn't many defenders better than LeBron on the wing. I mean, in LeBron's prime, I mean, he was locking down anybody and everybody who wasn't Carmelo Anthony. LeBron's, plot, LeBron's prime, he could even slow down Kevin Durant. Come on now. You can argue Jordan was a better defender. I don't think he was, but it's a valid argument. You could argue that. But come on now. Not by that much. Not drastically better. Jordan's not changing your life over LeBron defensively. <sighs> Another thing, too. Stability. I don't want to say stability as much as quality coaching and a competent front office. LeBron James, outside of Miami, has not been blessed with quality coaching nor a competent front office. Think about it. I like Tyron. I do. I think he's a good coach. Is he a great coach? No, he's not. I think David Griffin did a good job. I think Kobe Altman's doing as good as he can. I think Dan Gilbert's a terrible owner. I think for the first seven years or so of LeBron James' career, he was subjected to people taking him for granted. Dan Gilbert thought we had this transcendent player, a guy who is going to go down as the greatest basketball player of all time. We don't need anybody else. I'm not going to spend money on anybody else. You tell me you could not attract a free agent to Cleveland to play with LeBron James, a young, up-and-coming LeBron James. I don't believe that. Mike, on the other hand, he had Phil Jackson. Terrible executive, but people can't argue he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. If not the greatest. They drafted Scotty Pippen. Able to acquire Dennis Rodman through trade. Constantly put Jordan in a position to win championships. Did not take Jordan's greatness for granted. LeBron didn't have that and still got three rings. I mean, people always shit on him for getting to the finals. That's stupid. He gets to the finals and loses. So what? That's like you saying, right? That's like you saying there's two people and you, you got two people and one is putting his resume out there and he's getting interviews but just can't land a job for some reason, right? He's, he's, he's done, you know, nine to ten interviews can't land a job. You got the other guy who's not even putting his resume out there. Can't even land an interview. You gonna see the guy? You gonna see the guy who's not putting his resume out there?
is doing better than a guy who's actually trying to get a job? That's bull, man. Come on, we know this. Stop hating on LeBron for getting to the finals and losing. It's tough just to get to the finals, man. And the fact that he's going to be going to what? Now his what? What's his? Eight straight, potentially? His eighth straight finals. And you got to also take into longevity, too, man. I mean, LeBron has had 100-game seasons for the past seven years. Ever since he showed up in Miami, seven a hundred game season after a hundred game season, and the fact that he continues to play at a high level with all his mileage on his body just reaffirms that he's the greatest of all time, and there's no debate. Playoffs, talent, longevity. Stability. Those are the reasons why LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. Next segment. All right, that's it for me, guys. Um, thank you for listening. Um, you know, it's always a pleasure. Please, like I always say, give me feedback. Want me to talk about anything? Just let me know. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, link me. Uh, my email's in the description. So, female. Feel free to shoot me an email. Um, I check it regularly. I'm pretty good at getting back to people. I mean, I usually respond to them first, you know, a couple minutes or so. Just let me know, man. Um, again, this is Nick, Difficult Conversations, signing off. Don't be afraid to have difficult conversations, people. It makes us all better. We all are better when we have conversations with that that make us uncomfortable. Just saying. Sign enough. Have a good one.